Hey everybody, welcome to Track Talk with Dylan Freeville on Race Pro Radio. You're here today uh, with Hunter Stratton. I don't know if you know who Hunter is, but um, he's a good friend of mine and he's very well versed in the racing world. Hey, thanks guys. Uh, Dylan, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, let's let's just start with the basics. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How are you into racing? Where do you where do you go on a weekly basis? That type of stuff. Uh, well, I mean, it all started with family. Um, racing is family to me. Uh, my dad and brother have been racing my entire life. Um, so racing's been kind of, you know, I started out going to Albany Saratoga Speedway at a at a young age when you know times I don't even remember. Um, my dad had a really good career there. You know, in times where you know I wasn't really involved much, which you know. Once I got older and he was getting ready to retire and all that stuff, um, you know, I wanted to, to kind of get more involved just to, to be, you know, around it a little more. Just, I'm, I'm a, as you know, big with basketball. Uh, so a lot of time, you know, during racing season for me was spent with basketball. Uh, so I just figured, you know, getting into racing um, on the management side, that type of thing would, uh, would really benefit, you know, for, for myself and for our family just to kind of to try some new things. You know, this is a family operation, as you said. You know, how was it having your dad, brother, and then adding somebody like Scott into your family and having, you know, three people in your family race all at one time? Yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. It's funny, me and Scott always talk about it because, you know, I've known him for a long time and um, always said hi to him at the races and his whole situation with my sister happened so quickly. And, you know, I've always was, you know, one of the family members that was always, hey, Scott, you know, but we never had a relationship like that until – all this stuff happened and it's funny that really the the night everything um really began scott actually was doing one of the bike raffles at albany saratoga speedway and uh my nephew actually won his bike and the whole thing with him and my sister kind of trickled from there but you know it's been great because you know we get to you know it's, it's a lot of racing conversation you know at the house uh, my sister was just here you know we're talking racing scott's actually out hunting right now but it's great to just you know be able to to talk tell stories we both have racing families you know so we get to talk about our stories you know we get to talk about his stories and just kind of you know just to, to intertwine you know those experiences that we both had because i think everyone that you know goes to dirt racing and is at a dirt racing track knows that you know dirt racing is family and it's it's really that's what it's about you know you're not this is, these aren't big corporations. I mean, there's obviously big sponsors, but, you know, you're spending time with family. You're, you're gaining experiences, and you're just having a good time, and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, and I, and I mean, some of the best situations and times with racing with me has always been after the races when you're having a drink with everybody, laughing, sitting around, enjoying it, sharing stories. You know, that's that's one of the best parts about it. Oh, absolutely, and, you know, just to have add in, you know, Scott's family is a great family. They're fun, so to bring their family with our family it's turned into a great time we've had a lot of fun and um you know wedding was fun so it's been really it's just been really cool to 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 meet some different people and and just get involved with some people that you know never really had relationships for so it's really cool and i think same with you know basketball and all other sports you know those those things bring you together and that's really what it's all about yeah, you know, so last year you promoted a race called Battle at the Bowl in conjunction with Mike Bruno and the Devil's Bowl crew. Um, from that, what have you gained in respect for the guys that actually do that? You know, having not done it, what do you see now that you're on that side? Well, it, it's crazy because, you know, one, it's, you know, it's a whole different world. 
um, getting into racing promoting is just it's it's a lot of work and you know that's why a lot of this you know and the success of the race you know comes from pretty much you know what Mike and uh, and Justin Elaine they've built a Devil's Bowl because people don't realize you know a lot of people that aren't super close to the track you know they don't realize how much work they've been putting in to get that track where it's at now and to have you know, the sportsmen there on a weekly basis to be the headliner and, and have the shows that they do. And the amount of people that come to that track on a weekly basis is, is impressive, you know. So, um, you know, their legwork is really, you know, what, what makes it. And just to see Mike, you know, out on the track and the amount of time he puts into, you know, getting the track ready and all the stuff that Justin does. And it's really, it's a small crew, you know, it's a small operation. And it's, um, you know, everyone's got to get their hands dirty. And uh, they just they've done a great job to build that, promoting it, you know, getting the people there again, getting people in, you know, especially the Vermont area and just that that small area. They're excited about racing again. And and it really shows, you know, so, um, you know, it's a different world. I I do basketball events and just, you know, it's a whole different thing. You're, You're gearing towards, you know, selling people instead of teams. You know, you're obviously your you know most important thing is is getting the drivers there. But, you know, you got to you got to put on a show. And I think, you know, it's um, it's cool to do uh, in a different world. And it's a lot of fun. I think a lot of my experiences being at the racetrack and and seeing different people, how they do it, you know, going to Albany Saratoga Speedway, Lebanon, Weedsport, you know, Devil's Bowl and seeing all these places and and kind of taking different things that people have done and putting together, I think, you know, we really put on a good show. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a a race that's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I hope. I really, really enjoyed that race last year. You know, I appreciate you and Mike for, for putting it on. And, you know, I got to meet uh, – um, Yeah, Madison Van Madison, yep. yeah, and I got to have a conversation with her, and she's a yeah. normal 17-year-old girl, and you wouldn't think that, you know, thinking yeah. that she's been on national TV and stuff like that. But, you know, guys like you and Brett work with tracks. You know, do you think that that's a little bit harder than, than running – a, a track and promoting that on a weekly basis because they almost expect that versus like having a one-off event there's a lot of details that just go into a one-off event versus every week well it's, i think you can look at it in two different ways because i could never say that what i did was harder than what mike and justin and all those guys and the bruno family did to kind of bring that track back to where it is now because i mean well my my dad raced there back in the, you know the 80s 90s and it was you know incredible racing the, the stands were packed um, you know, and it, it was just an awesome show and it went away for a little bit and they came back and I mean, they put their blood, sweat and tears into it. They invested money, you know, made the place nicer. So I can never, you know, say what I'm doing can ever equal to what they've done to kind of get that track where it's at. But on the other end, you know, putting on a one off race and, you know, doing something different. Uh, I think it's just I think it's just the, the meeting of the minds. You know, I don't think it's it's hard legwork. I think it's just, you know, you need to have creative people. You need to be able to, you know, risk and and uh, and do new things and, and try new things and just just take chances. You know, you got to do something different. I mean, every every race that I've been going to and this is why I've been working on this race, you know, trying to put something together. And I'm, I'm really thankful for, for Mike for giving me the opportunity to work with him. So I've been trying to put this race together for, you know, three years straight. And uh, it, it just it never it never amounted to anything until me and Mike finally sat down and, and, and started, you know, working on it. And he was great to work with, um, you know, but it's it takes a lot of planning. And, you know, you just got to you just got to be creative because all the races I've been to 100 lapper, 10 grand to win. They're all the same. Um, you know, and we just really want to do something different. And that's another reason why I think, uh, you know, this race is going to stick for a long time. 
and I just met with Mike a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know we got some some new plans for this year, um, keeping the same the way we're going to run the race and the the big blocks versus the small blocks, but to do something a little different to kind of make it a little more exciting. So we got some really cool ideas coming up. Um, you know, it's going to be fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. You know, that leads right into my next question. What is the future of your promoting career? Do you see yourself just staying with this one-off race? Like you said, you do basketball, so you do a lot. Or do you think, you know, you might dabble into a few more during the year and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, right now I'd love to to just build this into, you know, I would really like it to be one of the biggest races, you know, in the – you know, in the dirt racing world, I'd like it to be one of those races eventually where, you know, guys that go to the Chili Bowl, those type of races, Super Dirt Week, they have this on their calendar. It's a race they want to go to. And that takes, you know, fine tuning. That takes a lot of, you know, thought and effort into, and, and, you know, just a lot of legwork. So I really want to focus my time on that, you know, see where this whole thing goes with Devil's Bowl and that relationship. Maybe it turns into more races at Devil's Bowl. You know, it's it's hard to really look beyond next year at this point, you know, because I want to see how big and how bold this thing can go because, you know, I, I, I appreciate, you know, everything that Mike did to stick his layout because it's hard to, you know, to get your foot in the door in this business. It's not like basketball where you're going out and, you know, renting a gym and putting on an event. You know, you got to work with the track operators and, and to have people like Mike that are willing to work is a really unique thing, especially in this business. You know, a lot of guys are very on their own. They don't want to, you know, it's my way or the highway. Like, you know, I'm not going to do this. So for now, I'd really like to build this race into one of the biggest races ever, you know, and if it gets to it where it's a a race that is going to happen to other tracks, I see other people want to do it. You know, it'd be great to, you know, if, if Mike had the time to, to, you know, we did something together and, and did a series. I mean, that's obviously been on my mind. Um, we've talked about it too, but, you know, he obviously has to focus a lot on Devil's Bowl. So, um, and he's got the king of dirt. So if we could, you know, eventually get it to some other tracks, uh, that'd be really cool. The one thing that's tough is, you know, it is a big block for a small block and it would be a really cool series, but you have to be at the right track too. You know, you got to have a small track that those guys can compete together with each other. Yeah, and, and that's that's the biggest thing is, is you know, a lot of these tracks, like a Syracuse, so to say, a big block would totally win over a small block. But you go to a track like Merrittville out west, which I've been to in Canada, and a small block can really roll, and it's slick and stuff like that. So that definitely is, is a big thing. You know, um, what do you miss right now with everything that's going on about going to the track? Right now we'd be in the first three weeks of the season. What do you miss? I miss being around family. I miss, you know – cheering on the you know all the drivers you know cheering on my family being able to watch them you know just the whole camaraderie about it the whole family atmosphere i mean that's the best part about going to the track on a friday or saturday night is to see all the people that you only see you know at the track you only see them on friday you only see them on saturday you know those are the times you get to see them you get to you know talk and and just and just catch up and just enjoy each other's company so those things i miss the most you know those those are some of the times for even just for my family personally i was living in you know down in massachusetts for a couple years i didn't get to see my family very often with basketball and i'm now living in saratoga so it's a lot easier to see them but you know like i said some of those times are like the only times i see some of my immediate family you know my brother not as you know i don't get to see him as much so to be at the track with them you know really what i'm missing the most and you know i'm a lot of people know that we didn't really race much at the end of the season last year. So I've really been, you know, deprived of, of racing for a while. So it's, it's been tough and it's been tough on a lot of people. And I'm sure the, 
the track promoters are feeling it. But I really just miss, you know, being around all the family. That's that's the best part of racing for me, honestly. You know, yeah, let's talk about something on, on a different gear in racing. I don't know if you saw, but Lebanon Valley is offering takeout dinners on Saturdays. What are your thoughts on tracks offering something like that? So, you know, I, again, they're a business and they need to make money. You know, what do you think from a fan perspective? I, I mean, I think it's really cool. I, I think it's a it's a great idea. Um, I definitely think, you know, people in these times, they, you know, they have to try unique situations. They have to try, you know, different things to bring in some money because, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just an unprecedented time for everyone. So um, I think it's a cool idea. And, you know, the Lebanon Valley pizza is, is it's top notch. Like, I mean, that's the, the only thing I miss from Lebanon Valley is their pizza. So uh, smart idea because I, I do think they will get um, you know, a lot of people to go there. It's uh, it's a cool thing that they're doing, and I think it's smart. And I think some other tracks, you know, because people, that's a lot. Of, that's one of the things that people die for for the, for the weekend racing. You know, the, the French fries. You know, the only problem is someone's gonna have to go there and throw a little dirt on it because I think that's a special recipe. Yeah, m- many people don't understand when I say I like dirt racing and I like dirt in my food and 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 all this stuff. They don't get it. It's the best part. And I saw a meme the other day about you know someone been away from dirt racing for 172 days or something, and I had someone throw dirt in my face, and it's, it's a real <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it very much is. Let's go from another fan's perspective. I know that your family races and that you own, I think, one of your family cars. But mm-hmm. what do you think from a fan perspective when the age of social media and how fast things are changing? the rear end geometry on these cars and, and how much it's affecting everything and all this other stuff. Cause fans are so informed nowadays with social media. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest issue is you have a lot of people going out, purchasing parts, doing this and that, and you know, things changing and, and everyone knows what's going on. So it's, it, it makes it difficult on one end, especially for, for track promoters, but on the other end, you know, it's, it's such a great thing for the fans to be involved. And that's one of the big things that we want to do with our race. And that's, you know, one of the things I pitched to Mike is like social media and racing, it's getting there. But as far as a track perspective, it's really not there yet. There's not many tracks that do a great job of using their social media platform. Um, you know, and that's what I want this race to be just like, I think how our basketball business blew up is um, we made an experience. We made it, you know, an environment where people can, use social media because it's such a big thing and it makes it more of an event. You know, you go to the races on a Friday, Saturday night, there's not much going out throughout the day besides people like yourself who are putting out, you know, stuff on their own social media. I want the race, you know, and Brett does a great job, you know, Brett Dale. And I think like the super dirt car series following his footsteps and stepped up their game a little bit too, but he was, you know, for racing, he was like the beginning to, you know, a social media platform and using it um, to kind of, you know, generate some volume there. Cause that's the one thing you got. Some of these guys, they're superstars. I mean, in the racing world, they're, they're legit superstars. I mean, Matt Shepard, Stuart Friesen, you know, Kenny Tremont, Brett Hearn, these guys are, are real superstars and they've never been really promoted on social media the way they should be by the tracks that they're racing at, that they're producing, you know, the show. So um, that was a big reason why I wanted to, uh, to really elevate the social media game and continue to, to bring that to racing. Cause I think, I think it's huge. And I think it's, it's great, you know, what you guys do and what everyone at race for weekly does to just like blow this thing up. Yeah. You know, and, and that you did that orange County did that for their centennial race for their Eastern States mm-hmm. weekend for, for stuff like that, you know, and it's great. Social media definitely can be a really good thing for racing. The problem is, is when it starts to sway the other way and that's a whole 
different argument for a different day. You know that that yeah. whole thing. And it, it's everywhere. It's not just racing. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's everyone's. Yeah, everyone's got so many opinions, and it's it's tough. Yeah, you know, and, and you see guys like Dale, Short Track Super Series, Super Dirt Car Series. You now see World of Outlaws have taken this approach and, and, and all this other stuff, and a lot of these touring series have taken this approach. You know, so so let's go on to these touring series. You saw a race in South Dakota on pay-per-view. The website got shut down by the server because they thought that they were getting a denial of service attack because so many people went there. You now are seeing mm-hmm. races in Carolina with no fans. You're now seeing the World of Outlaws committed to two dates, both one with Sprint, one with Late Model. What do you think, based on everything that's going on this year, and it looks not very likely here in New York that we are going to see racing, sadly, or around here in the Northeast from a fan perspective, about you having racing with no fans but a pay-per-view? Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely a scary time. I am a extremely positive person, and I am always beaming with positivity. Sometimes people getting annoyed with it. I'm pretty. I'm still personally confident that we're going to be back. Uh, my basketball company just released an uh, updated schedule starting in New York in July. Uh, not in New York City, but upstate New York. So, you know, really, you know, hoping that that does come back. But, you know, it's it's tough in the racing world, and, and I really hope, because you know a lot of tracks and and i get it you can't survive without fans it's it's just that's the the bread bone of of racing that's the backbone that's what you know the drivers live off it that's what everyone lives off as the fans you know so not having fans would really just it, it just doesn't work um you know it's just it's just one of those things unfortunately like it just it doesn't work so hopefully there's a you know we can figure something out hopefully you know we do live in the united states of america so i'm very much hoping that we can figure out a cure something of that sort and we can get this thing done and over with it's behind us we're moving on um that's obviously my hope uh but on the other end you know we got a nice little dirt track in vermont and they might uh they might be peaking this year because if new york can't race and, and guys are allowed to cross the border and go into vermont um, you could see some really good racing at devil's bowl and and uh you know it's a great track and i think if that does happen a lot of people that haven't seen it before will be seeing it and um you know even if there's you know there might be there might be ways that you know tracks can do some different things because maybe they allow half capacity um and if you're a, a dirt track allowing half capacity i know it's not ideal but you know maybe it costs a little more to get in i, I don't know what it is but you know during these times i think everyone's kind of got to think outside the box just like restaurants are doing um and and just try new things because it's, it's just the way the world is right now you gotta kind of got to be creative and you know, hope for the best, but I don't think people can live, you know, without sports and without racing. So I'm, I'm really hoping that we can uh, kind of turn the corner here soon. Yeah, you know, NASCAR is going back to this whole no fan thing. I agree with you on a weekly basis. I don't think it's a sustainable thing to have no fans in the stands. But I think for the big series, like the World of Outlaws, the Super Dirt Car, the Short Track Super Series, you know, you have enough following and there's not anything going on that people are going to pay for it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, and it's yeah. definitely for these series, it's a good thing. Yeah, no, for sure. And like the NASCAR thing, it's like, yeah, that's fine because you're going to get TV money, which is huge. So, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, we can step up our, our live streaming services and a way that the tracks can benefit equally um, to what they would if, you know, people were coming in the gate to pay to get in um, and do some stuff like that. Because, you know, it's yeah, you're right. You're probably not going to get the weekly basis stuff. I am 100 percent watching whatever dirt track race comes out with a pay-per-view i don't care if it's you know a enduro race i want to watch them racing so if we can figure out the pay-per-view i think i think it will be a hit um obviously like i'm 
I think all of the fans of Dirt Track Northeast and Big Lock Modifieds, when a Brett Dale show comes out and does a pay-per-view or, you know, Super Dirt Car Series comes out and they're doing a pay-per-view with no fans in the stands, I do think they can they can make it work because I think everyone's going to tune in. I know I'm going to be tuning in, so I think everyone else will be too. That's the big thing I would pay to and, – and this is mainly just because the weather can be so, so – uh, you know, a crapshoot in that time of year. But I'd pay right now if everything kept this way to watch Super Dirt Week and Eastern States Weekend and the Fonda 200 and 70-degree weather in my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I 100% would if, if I couldn't go. You know, and, and no, that's that's totally. the big thing. You know, and, and it's the same token as, as uh, social media is that it's taking these tracks – locally more time to get used to the pay-per-view idea i think orange county really started to lead the way when they did the eastern states weekend and the centennial race and it's starting mm-hmm. to show like hey these big events you can do it you know what i mean yeah yeah you just got to find the problem is just finding a way to because there's obviously a lot of costs that go into you know the the company that's doing the production um so you got to figure out a way that it benefits both parties because that's the problem is like when you do pay-per-view Usually it's benefiting more towards, you know, the pay-per-view company and not as much towards the track and it's taking people away from actually going to the race. So I think during these times, definitely, if you can find a, a happy medium, it's going to be a win, you know, because I think there's going to be, a, you know, even when we do get back to the norm, there's still going to be a lot of people that are a little nervous to get back out and do the normal thing. So if we can have pay-per-view, I think everyone's going to be winning. Yeah, 100%. I You know, but I don't think on a weekly basis that, you know the the pay per view for every track is sustainable, but for the big events for sure. You know what? No. Yeah. You, you know what? During this time, are you doing to keep yourself busy? I know that you work for Zero Gravity, and I'm sure you can do a lot of at home stuff, but it's got to be cut in half, or even a third, or even a fourth of what you were doing. Yeah, you know it, it's really it's it's tough, and you know I can't complain because you know I I still have a job, and and I'm very appreciative of that. But um, yeah, the workload it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game because there's not there's not a lot you can do. There's not a lot of, um, there's no events for you. you. We, we just put out a new schedule today. So besides that, you know, the problem is that there's so many unknowns. No one has any real answers yet. So you're trying to have conversations with people, plan stuff, but you don't really know yet. So, um, we, uh, we feel pretty confident in what we just put out, which is, you know, July, uh, 18th and 19th is going to be our first event in Albany, New York. So, um, that's what we're we're pushing towards, and and you know we're a large company. We're we're the biggest basketball operator in the Northeast, you know, possibly the country. Um, we did have 120 events scheduled for the spring, uh, got cut to 20, which is tough. Um, so we lost, you know, we had to cancel 100 events, which is it's it's really di- difficult to swallow. But you know we, um, you know, people are looking towards us along with the way people are are looking towards World of Outlaws and looking towards super dirt car series for answers on, on when we're going to start. And, you know, we wouldn't put anything out if we weren't confident that we were going to be able to get back in the gym at that time. So, you know, now that that's out, it's a lot. I mean, like, you know, today, you know, me and you were connecting and I, you know, thought I had a, a wide open day and then we released our schedule and I've got people calling me left and right. So, you know, it's just, it's just, it's the same. It's just, you know, trying to keep the, the relationships, talking to people, you know, I'm still talking to people in the racing world every day, you know, talking about different ideas on, you know, if there's certain restrictions, what are we going to do? Certain ways to be creative to, you know, keep, keep everything flowing. Um, and I think the same way that, you know, 
people are talking in the racing world with, you know, these events, you know, what can we do to be creative? What can we do to be safe? What can we do to be healthy? You know, we have to, we have to have all this stuff uh, ready because there's, there's multiple different things that could happen. You could have a limit of 50 people. You could have a limit of a hundred people. You could have a limit of 500 people. You might have, there's all sorts of scenarios. So just constantly, you know, putting together different plans on, you know, when the time comes and we know exactly what it is, we have a plan ready so we can, you know, capitalize on that plan and we can execute it and we're ready to go. I think that's, you know, the biggest focus right now. Yeah. And, you know, this area is definitely the hardest hit and that makes it the hardest in terms of getting things back going. Um, is there mm-hmm. anything, you know, you want to reveal or do you want to leave that to your family about your racing plans for this year? No, I mean, we're good. Uh, you know, we um, we were, you know, had some some things in the air, but, um, you know, we're going to be we're going to go support Mr. Hearn. Uh, we're gonna be heading to Orange County Speedway, first time heading there, so it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, my brother announced that, you know, a couple weeks ago, so we're really excited about that. You know, me and my dad actually went out to the Centennial race and watched it just as fans, and you know, it's it's a it's a really cool place, a lot of history there. Um, it's a fast track, and uh, you know that they now that they got someone running it. Not to say anyone that was running it before didn't know what they were doing, but you know now having Brett underneath the realm and he's handling things. I think it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. Um, you know, my brother is planning on, on getting into some of Dale's races. Um, you know, we are going to be racing devil's bowl as well with the crate. My, my dad's going to run very limited an amount of races. Um, they're both going to be racing in the big block, small block challenge. So I'm really excited about that. Obviously when everything went down last year with my brother, it was literally two days before, my race at devil's bowl and they were both going to be racing in it. So that was obviously really disappointing. Um, but you know, to have them, you know, back and ready and they're both going to race this year. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So hopefully some nonsense doesn't happen again this year so I can have them, have them there. What, what food do you look forward to most when getting back to the racetrack? I know you've been to orange County. Let's just talk about what at orange County are you going to buy first to eat? Oh, Man, I mean, so Orange County is really cool the way they have it set up. It's really different, you know, like how the bar is right behind, you know, it's it's almost like a, a big, it's a fairground. It's a big, it's a big party. So I don't know my food well enough at Orange County. So I think I'm going to have to hit up Brett and see uh, what the suggestions are. Cause you know, I don't, I don't really have anything there. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to have to, you know, I'm going to be trying out some new stuff this year, but I, you know, I don't know enough. I mean, that was my, that was actually my, first time at orange county speedway was for the the 100 lapper for 100 grand to win and it was one of the best races i've ever seen but i don't know enough about that place yet it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool to try some new things i always love trying new things so i'm excited about it like i'd like to know what what your food choice is at orange county my food choice i've been there a few times you know i I would suggest the fries um i've never really ventured outside of a a hamburger and a fries um you know most of the time it's been i've just been busy you know what i mean i'm not there as a fan i'm there as a media member most of the time yeah, and uh yeah, no, it's, yeah. you know and i know so many people that you know if somebody has a snack in their trailer they they offer it to me sometimes mm-hmm. you know and and, it, and it's great that way uh i definitely like what they have done in orange county the last few years though i went down for the centennial race minus the hiccup in the beginning of the feature um mm-hmm. i thought the weekend was really good uh, I understand their decisions to stick with the D400 the first two days and see what it did, but the D300 definitely opened up the racetrack, and I think it showed even more into the season when Friesen started last because he had a because he had a truck race and came and had the lead by like lap 120. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And the fact that he could do that, he's good. But the fact that he could do that at a place like Orange County definitely proves some stuff. And, you know, one guy that actually impressed me there that is actually going there, I think, full-time this year is Tyler Dipple at the Centennial Race. Um, mm-hmm. He It took him a little bit coming from the trucks to the big blocks to change up, you know, his driving style. But in the feature before he got wrecked, he went from, like, 35th to 20th in, like, 12 laps. You know yeah, what I mean? No, he, On the outside. Yeah, he was com- He was coming. The track surface there is so much better. The racing is so much better. You know, that was that was part of the – it was just a train race, to be honest. It's just It was just a train race, but it is so much better there. And, you know, I think Brett running the place and I think help with, with, with from, from Gerda and the rest of that whole staff and Tyler Boniface, who is a racer, preparing the racetrack. You know, I, I, I don't know how many kinks that they're going to have to work out, but based on Brett's track record, it's a good choice, and a lot of people are following your decision. And and a lot of yeah. people are just following the decision to just go with Brett. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and, and the one thing, too, is Orange County pays really well, and, and that's a big thing. I mean, just to go back a little bit on why I got into this, you know, when I first brought this whole idea to the table, you know, three years ago to Malta, you know, it was – I had gotten to basketball events and and I wanted to see these drivers that they're superstars. They're bringing thousands of people to the racetrack on a weekly basis. Like I wanted to see them get paid more. I want them to have more opportunities. You know, the great thing is, is that the past couple of years, the money has gone up everywhere. Not just, you know, the local tracks have gone up. um, The supporting classes have gone up and the special events have gone up everywhere. The money is, you know, there's more and more money out there. There's more and more opportunities for people to win money and I think that was my biggest reason why I wanted to get into this thing is to get drivers another opportunity to win some big money because, you know, they're, they're, they grind. They work hard. You know, they're spending hours. And I just know what my dad and brother do. They're in the garage, you know, on a nightly basis for hours. And so I, I just think that they deserve, you know, that little pay raise. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you know, and, and, it's, and it's great what Brett and everybody else is doing. And I loved your race at Doubles Bowl. It was amazing. And, you know, that's why I wanted to interview you was you had a different perspective. Sure, you're you're that family kid that had the father race and everything. But you have, you have expanded way past that. And both your professional career with basketball, you know, I know that you do a lot of good things, and this is a racing show. But he does a lot of good things with the North-South Challenge. I wasn't able to get to it this year because I was busy. But the year before when I got to it, the atmosphere was electric. He's got the ta- the best talent in the area. You know what I mean? And he did the same thing with help from Mike and Justin. I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen Devil's Bowl that packed in a while. And it definitely attests to, like you said, what Mike and Justin are able to do in a lane and the whole mm-hmm. Bruno family and that whole crew at Devil's Bowl. And for you to give them a race like that and the names like Brett Hearn and Matt Shepard and stuff like that. you know. And, and Brett himself has told me this is a really cool place. I like this place. It'd be great for a big block race. And he came, and he, Stuart Friesen, Matt Shepard, all these guys brought fans with them, and you had a great success. And that's, you know, that's part of why I wanted to interview you is you have the promoter side now. It was different, and I think it's going to continue to be different. I think that's the cool thing that people should be on the lookout for is – you know, the, the new things that we're going to try this year and, and we're going to make the racing a little better. I know there was a lot of fall the leader last year. The atmosphere was incredible, but, you know, we're, we're going to change some things around. We're going to make it really exciting. We're adding pro stocks this year, which is, is really going to be cool. Um, the pro stocks have been trying to get there for, for a long time now. Um, so we think that we can get the guys there for that too. So it, it's going to be really cool. And um, I think the racing is going to be better this year. And I think the big thing too is that, you know, Mike and Justin have been bringing these guys there for a long time, and and now these big block guys are gonna are getting there, and they're seeing how great of a facility it is, and how well run things are, 
and it's going to make them want to come back in the future. If, you know, if they decide to do more big block races in the future, um, they're not going to be, you know, weary to, to go there. They, they know what those guys can offer. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Cause you know, I'm, I'm from Vermont too. So to see that track, you know, thrive and my dad's, you know, one of the all time winners drivers there. So to see it, you know, doing well is, is really cool to me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I appreciate you coming and talking to me today and, and having this conversation. You know, there's a lot of stuff yeah. going on with the world and you know the promoter side of it is definitely a whole different one that i have gained the respect for now that i'm in the media side of it it is really hard to promote a race it's really hard to get fans in the stands you know there's hey. a there's a lot of tracks all over that struggle with that and that's the sad part of it hey likewise though the media stuff man i mean I, i've just from everything i've done it's, it's a grind you know and everyone's everyone's grinding and it's cool the camaraderie that the racing community and the media and all that is it's all coming together now and it, it's been some time but to see how big it's gotten it, it's great and i i really think it's only up from here so i'm excited to see where it goes and it's it's cool to have people like you and all the the people in the family you know continuing to to grow the racing world because that's where it starts people got to see it if people don't see it they don't know what's out there that's the biggest issue and and now people are seeing it a lot more because it's it's on social media it's on tv it's all that stuff so it's really cool to see. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you for uh, for coming in and being my first interview. You know, you gave me gave me a lot of good oh. insight and a lot of stuff, and you know, I appreciate it, Hunter. Th- thank you, uh, thank you very much for enjoying my first episode on Race Pro Radio. Oh, it was great. I'm I'm glad I'm the first one. I'll have to once we get some more details out on the race and we have some uh, some more idea on when we're getting back out there and, and ready to roll. We'll have to we'll have to get on again and talk some more. Of course, thank you, uh, thank you very much, and it was nice to catch up. All right, up, man, catch up appreciate with you. you. Absolutely, see ya.